Hey, I'm Rich. And I'm Ruben. And welcome to Clarity, where we discuss ideas and experiences that shape how we think and live. In today's episode, we're going to talk with our friend Josias Flores about whether or not a Seventh-day Adventist pastor should have a movie podcast. That and more. That and more. But we're happy to have Josias Flores here with us. Uh, Say hi, Josias. Hi, guys. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah. Our Our pleasure. Yeah, it's a really close friend from us. Right now we are at uh, camp meeting, uh, Carolina Conference camp meeting. So it's at this wonderful and beautiful place called Lake Junalaska. And well, it's my second time here uh, where uh, Rich is in charge of the kids, the primary kids, right? I'm not in charge of the kids. Oh, oh. I also help. All right, you help. With primary age kids, which are like, I think around 8 to 10. Yeah. And uh, Josias... Uh, well, Josias, me, and a bunch of people, more people, were in charge of uh, the juniors. What what age is juniors? I think it's ten through twelve. That we do juniors. Yeah, yeah, they're cool kids. I like I like that age because it's, they're not that young that they need to come with their parents, and they're not that old that they think that they're too cool for for everything. You know. So this is I, true. Yeah. So we have like we're there's this lake here in the in the foothills or mountains of Asheville, North Carolina, to, to the west. And it's just this entire facility is basically rented out by a large group of our domination and people from all over North and South Carolina come here for a week, some for the weekend and hear seminars, drop their kids off for us to show them Christian programming and such. And so there's some time for us to goof off and do this podcast, this and that. Yeah. Have you guys been doing anything fun this week? Well, it's the first day, um, but... (laughs) Where I'm yeah. already tired. <laughs> Seriously, though, I woke up tired. It's crazy. But um, definitely a lot of fun things. So small groups going on with the kids. And that was good. A lot of, a lot of Holy Spirit moment there today. Really? And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was cool because we decided to do two truths and a lie. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. You know, like icebreaker. And that was a Holy Spirit moment? Well, hold on. I'm getting there. Oh, wow. And so the so groups did that. It's a part of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah lying. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the speaker... I'm pretty sure he didn't know anything about what we're doing in the small groups. The first thing he does as an opening illustration for his talk is, like, I think it's like three truths and a lie. And so it's just like a, whoa, like everything came together. It, it tied into what he was saying. And it felt like it transitioned smoothly, seamlessly, even though we never sat down to talk about it. So that was pretty good. First day. That's a good Yeah, it sign. was cool. It was Hopefully cool. Like, he, you, were, you were really excited. To lead. Did he actually see Dude, that yeah. Part? I was like, what? Is he, is he playing with my mind right now? Who's the speaker? Josh something. It's Pastor Josh. I think he's from Tennessee. Georgia Cumberland. He's a pastor in Georgia Cumberland. Yeah. Oh, I know him. I feel you really know everybody, bad. man. Know. But let the record show that Rich, every time that I mention someone, Rich knows everybody. The record so, will well, show that. Well, that's because there's so many pastors in this union that went to Southern. And anyway, or people that come back and live in this union. Or, anyway. Um... Let's go ahead and talk with the small talk. And let's start by defining our terms. What is a Josias Flores? A Josias Flores is a mythical being that, okay. Um, <laughs> so a Josias Flores is a pastor, endangered an associate pastor. Yeah. <laughs> an associate pastor that works at the Mompus Academy, Seventh-day Adventist Church, and uh, originally hails from Venezuela, uh, is 24 years old, and um, is just happy to do ministry. Um, also, Josias Flores, as you mentioned, is, is a guy who, with a friend, mm-hmm. uh, it's not my podcast, it's our podcast, mm-hmm. Hadid Cortez and I, 
we host the Cinema Theology podcast where we dive into movies and then we, we just talk about, we use them as a springboard to talk about biblical themes and mm. uh, theological ideas. And so that's something that a Josias does. Josias also likes to play soccer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's how I met you, Josias. Like, that's right. You want to talk about that for a second? Yeah. We, we, we we're in a soccer team. <laughs> I don't want to talk about soccer with this guy. You know what happened last time we played oh, soccer? <laughs> seriously. Didn't you like destroy someone's <laughs> leg? You're, you're hilarious. <laughs> well, look down between you right now. You can actually see what my shin looks like right now. Oh, man. Can you still see the black and blue? Yeah. yeah. Is that from that, dude? Yeah. Yeah. How sorry. long ago was that? Oh, it was February. We're going to talk to Marcos. Also, uh, if people now. are like worried about why you said look between you guys and see my legs, <laughs> this is the way that we're sitting. Yeah. He's across from us and he like yeah. lifted up his leg. It's nothing weird. Yeah. And I had a hematoma. Did we talk about that on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, we talked once. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I already made fun of you playing soccer once. I run miles it's on never it runs every old. other day. It doesn't hurt. It just looks awful. Yeah. Well, now I'm glad that you're recovering, man. Um, I mean, jokes aside, an injury is an injury. You know, injury is injury. Yeah, and that's why we have shin guards. It's like right there on your shin. Yeah, I mean, it was supposed to be a friendly match. That's the thing. It was supposed to be yeah. like it a, was supposed to be. Yeah, dude. Pastors playing soccer is a dangerous thing. I've learned that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Josias, you recall we had a disagreement. Okay. We were talking, which retreat was it? With us? It was, no, 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 no. It was in um, Orangeburg when we had a, there's a name for pastors who aren't ordained interns. in our domination. They call us interns, yeah. even though they pay us a full wage. Um, and we were there with the interns from, from South Atlantic Conference and Carolina Conference. And was I there? Oh, yeah, I was there. And I was talking, and you, me, and Eli Rojas were arguing about. Dot, 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 dot. We'll ask that question, but first, why do you have a movie podcast? That's a great question, Rich. Um, you have me like on edge for the other question. You've alluded to it. Yes, yes. So the reason why we decided to start this podcast, and this is brand new, I think it's not even on iTunes yet, it's on Spotify and some other platforms. Um, the reason why we decided to do it is because both him and I, Dido, Hadid, we grew up in a, I guess, co-culture, the, the Adventist co-culture in the Hispanic community, where look, watching movies was frowned down upon mm -hmm. in, some, in some ways. Going to the theater was a that, big no-no. That no -no. was a no-no. Yeah, yeah, it still is for yeah. many people. I mean, it's, it's, getting, it's getting better, uh, but still is, yeah. Yeah, I had, honestly, my previous district, I had a person who found that I went to a movie theater say, you could lose your job for that. And I was like, I don't think that's how that works, but <laughs> thanks for looking out for me, I guess. Um, anyway, wow. we grew up in this culture and we both felt that we needed to address uh, movies rather than demonize them mm -hmm. because our, our, our generation and, and younger people and even older people are going to movie theaters or watching movies. And because we have failed to talk about it, they've only getting perspectives of people outside of the church. And we pretend them. that they don't exist. Exactly. Yeah. And so we wanted to acknowledge the existence of movies and not only that, but talk about how they fit with the Christian and Adventist worldview um, and just talk about biblical themes and what we see, what we agree with, disagree with, and, and just use that, like I said, like as a springboard to, to discuss these themes. So that's the, that's the uh, premise of our podcast. Hmm. You know, I also noticed that people say that they don't go to the movies, but they still watch the movies at home. Yes. Uh, in my country, they watch it at pirated movies. And they're like, we don't go to the movies, but they, they just buy the pirated copy, which is stealing. And 
they actually go and watch the movie, but they pretend that they never watch it. And they and they and mm-hmm. then it's like they they saw all the Marvel movies. Most of the church members saw all the Marvel movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the church, they pretend that, that they never saw it. They like didn't no watch those things. It. Yeah. They don't wow. watch those things. So it is double standard thing, but I really appreciate you, Josias and, and Hadid uh Dido, another soccer uh companion. Uh, yes. that they are willing to address this uh this reality in their podcast. So hey guys, you check it out. Uh What is the name of the podcast? Cinema Theology. So, C- Cinema Theology. Yes. We are on Facebook, Cinema Theology. Um, also on Twitter at Cinema Theo. And our email is cinematheology at gmail.com. You can find us, like I said, on Spotify right now. iTunes coming soon. So. It, will be, it will be there. It will be there. Yeah. Us took a, a, a couple of weeks as well in order for us to get validated on on iTunes. We're so you, actually waiting for Spotify. We're waiting for Spotify. Spotify, if you're listening to us, please accept us. <laughs> please. <laughs> and iTunes, if you're listening. Yeah. So um, it's, it's interesting, and I'm sorry to take over. No, no, I don't no, mean take to. Take over. Take over. Okay. I don't, I don't feel like I'm taking over. I just want to address something that Ruben mentioned about the double standard, especially in the Hispanic community. And I know there's other communities in Adventism and maybe in other Christian circles that, you know, don't address the fact that they're actually engaging in movies. And the reason why it frustrates me is because at least in the Adventist community, it's so emphasized not to go to a movie theater, but there's really not a lot of emphasis on, or as much emphasis, I should say, on the content of those movies. So literally yeah. this member that's told me I could lose my job for going to the theater, he just said, well, just wait for the movie to come out on DVD. <laughs> and watch it on the TV. Right. He's like, yeah, just watch it in the house. It's sinful. Actually, it's not going to be sinful at right. all. Right. It's, so it's like the location. That's fascinating. The location all, all of a sudden magically changes the context. And to me, that's yeah. very naive and, and dangerous and, and silly. I mean, I'm saying like people in Peru, they're not even wait until it gets to the TV. Right. They like just right there, they just pirate it. And Are you ready to get challenged now? Let's do it. So keep in mind the movie context that I've, I've disclosed here before that I come from was a straight up, no, no movies at all, which mm. you would probably say is more consistent. And I've been there. I've, I actually, there's a period in my life where I didn't watch movies at all for a few months. And let's talk about that because you and I were talking about movies and um, this is what I alluded to earlier. Um, and I was saying, I, because a lot of people will emphasize and there's, set of videos put out by some by a group of two young men that call themselves Little Light Ministries talking about how there is mm-hmm. a great conspiracy <sighs> in Hollywood. I see what you did there. Like great controversy, but great yes. conspiracy. Great conspiracy in Hollywood. And the devil is low-key behind the scenes, raised up Hollywood as a tool to pull us from God. And that all of Hollywood is united to pull us away. Yeah, like there's an God. agenda, like a specific agenda. Yes. And I heard that uh, many, many times in many uh, conferences back in my country and here as well, like little, little light. Yeah. So what do you say about that? Do you feel like Hollywood is conspiring against us through movies to pull us away from God? You know, it's always dangerous to make general blanket statements for uh, large groups of people. Mm-hmm. And so for me to say that about Hollywood would be unfair. Are there people in the industry that might have less than great um, reasons and, and, you know, and motivations for doing their movies? Of course. But hmm. to say that the whole industry is geared towards, I don't know. Um, Anti-theism? Yeah. It's, I think, at least I wouldn't be comfortable saying that. 
because I wouldn't have anything to back it up. It would just be speculation. Hmm. So I think for me personally, there's definitely analysis that needs to take place when we watch movies and, you know, asking the question, where is the filmmaker coming from? What is the theme? What is the message they want to get across? But I mean, to say that all these people are wrong or, or in on a conspiracy, it, to me, is just it's silly and, and I'm not going to go there. Um, there's, what's the guy, this guy's name? Devon Franklin or something like that? Devon yeah. Franklin. Right. So he works in the industry as an Adventist and actually with working with Sony helped open up like a part of that studio to, to do um, movies that have Christian themes and, such like, and stuff like that. Wow. So to say that like the whole industry is corrupt, it's, I think to me, it's, it's just, it's overreaching. So. Well, I would certainly say that that argument in the last five years, since Devon Franklin has done that and others, certainly would be less of an argument. And perhaps they'd say, oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. The gospel movies out on Netflix, they don't count. You know, these movies don't count. But everything else, you know, the real mm-hmm. Hollywood, quote unquote, right? And I appreciate, so I'll cue you in. Everyone, here's the debate we were in. I was saying, I just don't think this conspiracy is real. I think that's, that's what you think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My opinion is a similar host. Is, I don't think this conspiracy is real. I was saying really movies are a form of storytelling. Right. Humans tell stories and yep. myths and legends are how we've communicated values. And if you're watching a movie, all you're doing is coming to understand another's perspective or another telling of values. There are trash garbage movies that do nothing but show you a bunch of gore and action or sex or stupid comedy and do nothing else for your worldview. But then there are movies that might have some of those elements that actually do make a major commentary on worldview and that a movie can just as effectively communicate worldview and ideas and be a showcase for arguments as a documentary could as a Ted talk could. In some, now, sermons, in some are, cases, sermons are built on the word of God, right? Well, so they're on be. a far higher level, right? A good, real biblical sermon, but there's also communication of the message in both. Yeah, but right? I, I still have not figured it out to say like it is or it's not. I, I've, heard, I've listened to so many conspirational theories, conspiration theories, and it's crazy, you know. And I don't want to believe those. I don't believe those. Uh, I agree with you both, but at the same time, I'll be devil's advocate in the sense that I mean, do you really a Christian should really go to those places or should watch those things? That's what I always hear from hmm. uh, church members or people that I. Uh, how to like deal with those uh, encounters, I guess. You know, it's really hard to to keep a balance. Where do you get to draw the line? Uh, where where do you actually see like, hey, this movie is good or I just watch it just because I want to burn two hours or two hours and 30 minutes mm, or right. get entertained or just like let the time pass or just take my girlfriend and make an excuse to just go and make up, make, make out with her or something mm. like that, you know? Uh, mm. I, that, that, those are, it, it's, it's a really complex situation, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It definitely is complex. Um, And I'm so glad you brought up the point of what is the, you know, how do we know? Where's the limit? Where's the standard? I think it's dangerous to say, again, the blanket statement of all movies are bad, so we wouldn't watch any movies. um, Because there are movies that are highly inspirational that are not made by uh, Christian or or based on biblical um, stories or points of views, but allude to certain themes that I think scripture would agree with. And so, 
for example, even Jesus uses stories that were commonplace in his society in mm. order to in order to prove yes, that's true. Like messages of the kingdom, right? Like the the, the Good Samaritan. It's supposed to, you know, commentary. Uh, the rich man say, and Lazarus. Right, exactly. In Luke oh, sixteen, CS, I made those points to you, so I'm glad they've only argued. So I'm glad they've <laughs> embedded in you. Yeah. I'm so glad I'm converting you, OCS. Well, I don't, I'm, I don't know that it's a conversion experience. Um, I'm messing with you, but. Yeah, but it's, I've definitely, I definitely think stories are a powerful way to share messages. And mm-hmm. it's something that I think it's, maybe Christians should tap more into sometimes. Yeah. Because um, this is the way Jesus tried to teach people, you know? Now, let's, let's get a little more Adventist here because we okay. are, we're Adventist people. I think if we were not, Adventist pastors or Adventist period, we would not have this conversation. I don't see this happening too much in other evangelical sectors. That's very true. The churches, other denominations. Uh, Cassie's family, uh, they come from a Methodist background, most of them, some of them, or non-denominational. They love God. They're committed. Uh, uh, they're, she has many people in ministry of her family, and they go to the movies with the kids. They take them to watch the Avengers or this and that. And that's part of their ministry. Go and take them to the movies. And I feel that us as Seventh-day Adventists, we are actually, uh, I don't know, we're dealing with these things. Like, I'm just going to throw this to like music or women's urination or this and that. Things that the other part of the evangelical community has already dealt, they have really dealt with these issues. And we are just mm. 2019, most of them, mm. most of them. There are good and, portions like Christian Missionary but, Alliance struggles with it. Yeah, but but uh, let's let's go just for movies. I'm sorry for example, but let's go for yeah. movies. Like I I feel that this is a, just a really SDA thing, you know. Hmm. More, there going are to the some movies, Baptist, some holiness traditions. Going to the movies, yeah, but that's minority, bro. I think certainly, but we're also a minority compared to the greater evangelicalism, even though we're a large denomination. Yes, I, I, I'm not trying to so compare to the you, greater good. Why do you good. feel like we struggle with this more than other evangelicals? Because uh, traditionally, we are, uh, as SDA, Seventh-day Adventists, we are uh, focusing too much on the exterior or, or, or on behaviors mm. and things that you can see and you can, uh, I don't know, control, manage. And I feel that there's a big deal with that. And uh, I don't know. I've, uh, even if someone will be listening right now and it's not uh, Seven Day Adventist, they'll say like, w- "Then what's wrong with the movies?" You know. And I, I feel like we we need to come up with a way to address these issues and uh, pretend not pretend that the movies do not exist. Not, do not pretend that uh, I mean you have not watched this movie. There's nothing good or bad, I guess, depending on what movie you're watching, I guess. But in my case, I go, I go watch movies uh, every every now and then with my wife, and like that's that's not. Uh, I mean, I know I'm gonna make up with her there. You know, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. But yeah, I didn't that's why I saw you smiling, bro. I saw you smiling, <laughs> Cassie. If you are, are listening you sure? to this, I love you. Dude, no judgment, man. I love you. Uh, we don't do that, right, Cassie? Uh, so what's wrong not, with that? Not in the movies. Not in the movies. Not in the movies. Not okay, in the guys, theater. Never in the theaters. Okay. That's okay. that, that's one of the arguments actually that SDA says, oh, it's a dark place, and if it's dark, and and things can happen, well, you know. One of our founders, Ellen White, talked about how the theater was a place for no Christian to be, but the theater was also not necessarily it wasn't a movie theater in her time. It was also a place where there was rampant use of alcohol to excesses. 
Smoking? Smoking like crazy, like a, a haze. You could barely see the screen, see the stage and there was open prostitution. I mean, so she was talking about a different environment altogether. Agreed. But Hosea, so you mentioned how, as you talk through movies in the podcast, you're talking about the th- present theology in the movie and how we can stop and have a conversation on theology based upon that movie. Right. Now, I don't want to, I don't, I've been using the word springboard a lot because I think a lot of times it's easy to read into movies things that weren't originally meant to be there. Yeah, like I, was gonna, Matrix, I was going to ask you that. Yes, the whole that. Matrix example yeah. with obviously Neo is the promised one, Jesus. Oh Christ, no, and not even no. It gets worse than the Matrix with Little Light, and I'm not trying to call Little Light out. I think they have great points, but I do think I don't as much. I I do think they go way too far. Um, for example, in the Matrix, in their in the commentary on the Matrix, they say like the red pill. Um, oh, it's red because that's the color of the apple that Eve ate Whatever. in the Garden of Eden. It, was it, it an didn't apple, say though. it was an apple. And, and exactly. But I'm just saying how like how far they take the, the reading into sorry uh, reading into movies. And I don't want to fall into that trap, right? I don't want right. to say like, oh, they obviously meant this. So I, so I think for, for us, it's more of a springboard to talk about like, hey, we kind of see these themes here. Let's talk about what that, you know, what we see and where hmm. that takes us theologically. Um, and maybe you can see something else or we, we want to have a discussion with people. And, and the value for me outside of just Adventism is the fact that people, even if they're not Adventist and are Christian, they may not necessarily be thinking theologically when they approach the movie. So like they watch the movie and mm. it's just entertainment and then mm. great, I'm going home. But like we talked about, stories change people. Narratives affect the way that you think. And so in order to, I think to do that is kind of, um, it's opening us up to change within us that we don't even realize. And so analysis is very important, regardless if you think it's, it's right or wrong to watch a movie. Um, I, think, I think that's a great, great truth. Like sometimes we make compartments for different things and we say like, hey God, I don't, we don't want you here because this is me playing soccer, you know, or something like that. <laughs> or, or things that are so trivial, quote unquote trivial, then he's like, hey, God, I, there's no need for theology here. I'm just playing soccer. Or there's no need for theology here. I'm just going grocery shopping. There's no need for theology. I'm just going to the movies. Uh, but what you're saying is that even in that, we should have an exercise of uh, analyzing what's going on and how, how can we connect this to our whole experience with God. Right? That's what right. you're saying. Yes, 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 yes. And I think that's where our engagement with, you know, mainstream culture, media, whatever, becomes really effective. Because then we can use um, the media, we can use those, those stories, we can use these themes and help people who also have been exposed to that see light, uh, see light and see truth and see um, the gospel. And, and Paul does that, right? Like when he goes and he speaks to the Areopagus over in Athens, yeah. like he uses their own, right? Not just, even the, not just even their statue, but he also uses, he quotes from their own poets. And he does that in other parts of the New Testament. And I think Peter does that too, where, he, where they use, things that are in the literature and in the culture, the Greek culture, the Hellenistic culture, and then he, they take it and they apply it to teach a biblical principle. You may even see, like, you may think, like, there was a pop culture back then. You know, it exactly. was a mainstream thing back then. It was a, it was a big deal going and, and listing a philosopher just talking. It was a popular thing to right. do. So, so even, that's interesting. So the apostles engage with culture. They didn't, you know, we talk about being outside of the world a lot in the, in the Adventist church. And so it's like, oh, we need to... Um, not be like the world. And a lot of times we, we take in that world, to mean- In the world, but not of it. 
right? right. That's but the text. That's that's the text that we try to go off. But a lot of times, that just for us, that means if we look anything like the world, or we do anything that the world's involved in, or we engage with anything that the world's or you know, quote unquote, world's engaged in, then we're doing something wrong. And, but and I, I don't, I don't think that's what is meant. I think that when we engage with the world and 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 with media and with the culture, we need to have a different set of eyes. And I, in the midst I feel of that. that we need to be really careful when we say we shouldn't be like the world. Because I'm pretty sure if I ask all of all, you two what do you think about what the world is, you can give me a different definition. Every person right. that you can ask, like, what is the word for you? What is the world for you? And the person say, oh, the world is things that are not Christian. And then, wow, that's a really broad definition in on itself. So you need to really right. make your own uh and even, and even Christianity in the past, what we think is true Christianity was affected by culture, right? Yeah, many I mean, things. In the disciples' time, Christianity was affected yeah. by their culture. Absolutely. In the 50s, Christianity was affected by their culture. And uh -oh. so for us to point and say, oh, that's real Christianity, that was affected by the culture back then. Mm -hmm. It might not look like what culture is now, but that doesn't mean that it was outside of culture, like yeah, no. quote unquote, pure church. Wow. So if culturally pure or unaffected Christianity or Adventism does not exist, then you're saying what we need to do is acknowledge how culture affects us and interact mindfully and prayerfully yep. and theologically. Right with culture. And that's why you feel as a Seventh-day Adventist pastor, you're being faithful. Perhaps you're even fulfilling your mission by having a movie podcast. Right. I sure hope so. And wow. the, yeah, um, I lost my train of thought there, but the reality is that um, we need to be engaging this way with culture. Otherwise we, we lose connection with the outside world. Mm -hmm. And it's those connections that God can use to draw people to himself. Do you think that the gospel is, I mean, we, we are not to preach the gospel in, in a void, right? We are relating to people, events, and things that are happening and experiences that actually shaped our lives. So I agree when you say like, we, we cannot pretend that we don't live in the world and we cannot pretend that the world is not affecting us, even if we want it or not. Right. But it is like the same thing that we talked on episode, or I think it was two episodes ago about the, the, the waves that are, what do we do with the waves? Do three we, episodes ago. Three episodes, yeah. It's been so long ago. And what do we do with the waves? What do we do with the reality? What culture and society is right now? Can mm -hmm. we just complain about it? Can we just like say, hey, I'm not going to move? But there's, we need to preach the gospel. We need to preach the gospel. And how does that look like? In the 50s, it looked this way. In the 30s, it looked this way. In the apostolic times, it looked this way. Right. Which way is the right one? Yes, is the answer. I think, yes, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I think more than just looking at behavior for what is right or wrong, we need to look at principles. You know, we need to look at deeper um, spiritual principles. I mean, Jesus would have been, was doing the wrong thing religiously when he was here on earth, right? Like the Pharisees were calling him out like, hey, you're a drunkard. And you know, like you, you um, associate with like prostitutes and all these people, like you're doing things wrong. You're not pure church. And he was exercising spiritual principles and he was right. Mm. And so we get so caught up with the, the presentation of mm -hmm. our religion that we forget about the principles. And I know I was very frustrated when it came to movies because especially when they told me like, oh, don't go to movie theaters. It's like, well, but you're watching the exact same movie at your house. 
And they never, I never had a good answer. It's just like, oh, the theater's wrong. But it's like, wh- how does the location change the content? That's not... But what, what, what can we say about a person that does not even watch at home or in the movies? Because we have those people. We have those people. Right. And I just want to think and, and be in their shoes, you know, try to understand why would people do that? Do you, have you ever thought about why would people do that? I, I've done that because I felt like I, I wasn't engaging. I wasn't, I, when I reflect, I was not ref- engaging with mo- the theology of movies and having interacted with my Christian experience. I was just watching them and enjoying them and it was affecting me. And I saw that long term and I even addictively watched them and spent time I should have been doing other things watching them so that they were such a bad part of my life that when I started getting closer to God, I realized I needed to take them out of my life. Mm-hmm. And I think there are some for whom that is the best long-term decision or that is the best momentary decision. Remember that the conversation I mentioned last episode with Judd Lake, I feel that there are many who are there. And, you know, something I also faced was that the people that I felt were most dedicated to the Lord were the people that didn't watch films, but instead used that time reading Ellen White books and other Christian books and developing a closer walk with Jesus and helping the poor and doing good works. And so I think there's some people who can get along just fine without them, without watching movies. And that's good for them. So maybe we shouldn't force, maybe you can be a good, you think you can be a good Christian without watching movies. Of course. I think I totally agree with that. No, there's a whole another another argument that people say like, "Hey, uh, how much does go to movies cost? Like ten dollars, and then you pay with popcorn and stuff. Like say fifteen, you could feed people with fifteen dollars. Well, that's sure what, what, what can you say against that argument? Or, or two hours? How 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 does the movie uh, last? Uh, uh, what is the length of the movie? Two hours and thirty minutes. You can read your Bible for two hours and thirty minutes. What can you say to that argument? I I hear that many times, mm-hmm. and it's a stewardship argument, like. What what can we say? Uh, to Today, that? I was was I grumpy this morning, Ruben? Yeah, let the record show. Uh, Rich was really grumpy this morning. <laughs> I it was a combination of long weekend, a variety of activities, not enough sleep, waking up five o'clock in the morning yesterday and today, and I was just I just finished working with the primary for the for the morning and. I had all these decisions to make and people were asking all these things and I was just overloaded. And my wife was just left to go back to teach, start teaching school again tomorrow. And her, my brother-in-law, her brother's here at the kids and she was up playing with them. And I dutifully went up there because I'm a good husband. Right. And she never gets to see the nieces and nephews and she wants to be with me. So it was a good husband thing to be there for her. Right. But I was falling asleep. And whenever anyone talked to me, I was just, I just couldn't be of any help and I couldn't make decisions for the podcast. And eventually my wife looked at me and she said, I'm taking you back to the room and just took me. We got on the trolley. We got up there. I took a nap for 25 minutes. I woke up and I was an entirely different person. I was too focused on just doing the right thing, doing the right thing, doing the right thing that what I was doing wasn't the right thing. I was useless. I was going through emotions, but it was pointless. And I think there are times when we can go about doing the right thing because we're supposed to, and it doesn't really do anything good. And so I think we need to look at all things 
and balanced so that when we do do them, it is meaningful. We are looking for, we are longing for it, right? And so I think we need to take that, take that approach to all good works. They need to have the proper fuel and that we have the, have the proper time for things. And also beyond that, God made a beautiful world for us to enjoy it and for us to appreciate him. And he gave us resources. And part of that resource, part of using his resources wisely is celebrating with them for time to time. The God who calls us to give to the poor is the same one who called his people to do feasts on feasts on feasts, bros, big parties, extravagant spending, eating way more than you needed to going crazy. God wants us to party sometimes, bro. Yeah. And if a party for you is sitting at a, a fine theater, watching a film that's going to engage you and help you think better about the kingdom by relaxing you and getting into that thinking that you can use to understand the world better. And you have a little snack with that. Yeah. And I mean, the prodigal son had a giant fattened calf with the equivalent of thousands of dollars of net worth slain for him in a giant party. Is popcorn really comparable, bro? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Um, also, there's another argument. And thank you. That's, well, uh, that, that could be like your moment do you of have clarity. To say about that, right? Hesius? I think that is my moment of clarity yeah. that God wants us to enjoy. He made a beautiful world for us to enjoy. And being dutiful to him is not removing enjoyment, but instead being mindful in how we enjoy. That's my moment of clarity. All right. And I've you've given me that, Hosius, with engagement. I appreciate that. But... We have you here. What do you have to say to Ruben's question? Yeah, I think for me, it's a matter of intention. So more than behavior, what I see in the biblical narrative is that God is interested in the heart bent, if that makes sense. Like the mm -hmm. where, what is your intention for doing things? Mm -hmm. You could do the right things and God still not be happy with you, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. And that happened in the Old Testament. That happened over and over again. And Isaiah mm -hmm. 1, we see that. It's like, I hate your feasts and I hate your sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, God, you established that. But the reason behind their doing that was wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I think more than just focusing on behaviors, like we're doing the quote unquote right thing, we're checking things off the list, is why you're doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. If you're motivated by selfish um you know, drives and desires, and that's the reason why you live your life, even a good Christian life, quote unquote, then it's still not the kind of change that God wants to see in you. Yeah. And, and I think you can engage with movies with the right uh, intention. Um, and that looks different for different people. I can't say there's, you know, I don't want to fall into the trap now, like this is the right way to watch movies is the wrong way. Because we'll be falling the same trap that people exactly, are Exactly, exactly. But I do, I think, I do have it open to say there are ways to engage with media and have a godly heart and have, and have the spirit of Jesus inside of yeah. you. And it's not about the behavior as much as it is what is your drive. Yes, you can watch movies for the wrong purpose. You know, you can numblessly just marathon for a three days straight. You know, like that's that's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. But to say that watching a movie is just the action is, is bad and to call it its best stewardship that's a, that's a case by case thing. And that kind of goes, yeah. and it doesn't compare exactly, but it makes me think of like Judas complaining that Mary Magdalene had wasted all his money on exactly. the perfume. Exactly. And, mm. and well, you could use that money to use it for the poor. So you took my example, bro. Right. That's fine. I'll the argument is not <laughs> always. Flores out of the park. Well, I don't, I don't know about that, but I just, 
you know, I'm just trying to engage in, in that. And just in my life, I think God is just definitely doing that where he's asking me, why do you do what you do? Even in ministry, what motivates you? What drives you? Mm. Is it really a, a heart of selfless love? And it's not always, the answer is not yes, really. I mean, God is working on me on that right now. Mm. Um, but I think that's, that's, where, that's where it comes in. And that's when I engage in movies now, I, I try to think of the people in my church who are watching these movies. And it's like, what message are they getting? And what mm. would I like them to know? And in order to do that, I need to know my Bible well. You know, like I need to mm-hmm. understand what God is really trying to tell me. Otherwise, I'm going to give them wrong information too. And so I engage because I want to be um, having good conversations with people that will make them look at movies differently. Like, whoa, maybe I should be thinking about that. Or maybe I should be seeing this yeah. or that. And, and to me, that, that brings meaning. And hopefully, it's, it's something that is beneficial to others as well. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Josias. This was a really uh, cool conversation. I believe that this is also our, our purpose here in Clarity, to talk and not to pretend that we have it all together. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you're still figuring out. I'm still figuring out what where to stand in this whole life. And Definitely. I'm no one to tell you uh, or anyone that you uh, or any of you that are listening what to do or not to do. We're in this journey. God knows our hearts more more than just ex- externally just purchasing a, a movie theater ticket and just go to watch a movie. God knows your heart, why, where you're doing it. Uh, the same when someone uh, it's, uh, it's trapped in an addiction. God knows where the heart of the person is. Uh, we all are fallen human beings. We are fallen human beings. And this was a wonderful conversation. Re- really appreciate you, Josias. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, Thank and, you, and Rich, you too, you too. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I think I think I take you for granted. You are wonderful, man. I really oh. appreciate it. And Thank you, Cius, for showing Ruben how much you should be thankful for me. Well, I don't know that I did that. I think he, he got there all on his own, man. Oh. <laughs> and hey, guys, thank you also for listening to us. We really uh, like to engage with you. If you have any reaction of this episode, you can connect with us. We have a Twitter account, a Facebook account. I'm <clears throat> sorry. Uh, Twitter is Clarity underline podcast and our facebook is facebook.com slash clarity podcast please rate review and share and your favorite uh podcatcher and social media outlet will be more than willing to listen to you guys thank you for giving us an opportunity of being part of your life for this episode please stay tuned for more every 15 days i'm ruben and i'm rich and this was clarity